Today on The Breakdown, let's say you're Justin Bonomo and you feel like you could stand to have a little bit more money in your bank account. You know, that price of Doritos just getting a little bit, a little high these days with all that inflation. (laughs) So when you're playing in the $102,000 buy-in online super high roller bowl, and your head's up with Michael Adamo for crying out loud. Maybe you want it just a little bit more than normal because of the price of cottage cheese, <laughs> you know? Because milk is milk's a little bit, a little more tender, a little more dear than it used to be when it comes to wallets. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, these guys are going to play a big hand, a big spot, six hundred thousand dollars on the line. And that's all I know about the hand. Let's get to it right now in the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Doritos? What about it? Milk? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the price of Doritos has gone up? Sure. Food, food prices have gone up. How much up. is our Doritos? Doritos are, well, I mean, are they on sale? Assuming they're normal price. Aren't they I, always on sale? Isn't that one well, of those items you walk by in the grocery store and it's always like, look at it, it's on sale. I feel like Oreos are always on sale. Oreos are always three for $10. But wow, Doritos, you, know that, you know that real well. Like, I used At the beginning of the pandemic, I ate a lot of Oreos. Okay. Um, I think Doritos are like four twenty nine or something like that. If they're not on sale, if you're a chump. Yeah, if they're on sale, they're like, you know, Four for $10 or something. I don't eat Doritos very often, and they're not a sponsor, but I got to say, they are delicious. I mean, they are. They're fabulous chips. Yeah. There are a lot of good chips, but Doritos might be the king. Like uh, thick-cut like kettle chips, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. I mean, I got a hankering all the time for your Pringle-type chips. Oh, Pringles are great. They're, they're like, you know, they're processed as hell, but it's they're pretty, good. It's like pizza. It's tough to fuck up a chip. Yeah, man. If it's a potato chip... There's salt on it. You got me. <laughs> yeah. Potato products. Who would have known? It's weird. Who would have known? It took, it took the world a while to figure it out. I'll just say that. I mean... Why? Quite a while. For, for the fried versions of these potato products, right? Because that's what we're talking about. Because mm. there was always like... Not always, but for a long time, there were like mashed potatoes and baked potatoes, which are, by the way, wonderful in their own right, but less accessible and packageable. I'm um, sure. I mean, okay. This is an important topic, and I need you to be on board and, and use what? your mental capacity to... Uh, I was checking out pretty hardcore. I noticed. You actually look like you're about to fall asleep. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but I got things to say. Okay. I got points of view to... to, to, to All right, here's a, here's a question. This is important. Okay. What is the least good potato form? Oh. Because it's all good, obviously. Whatever you say is still going to be good. Raw. Raw potato. <laughs> okay. That's you know, bad. like prepared yeah, for yeah. food. No, no. Uh, potato salad. I fucking hate potato salad. Does that count? Because Doesn't there's it? like so much accessory and accoutrement to it. It's really not the potato. It's you're mad at the mayonnaise and stuff. I am. That's kind of true. Although the potato is the potato is the worst form of potato. Like if you took that out of the potato salad, the way that they do it is yeah. Okay, that's not fair. Anyway. But nobody would eat that by itself anyway. Well, that's true. Um. Jeez, I don't know. Is it baked? baked? Yeah, baked, even though that's I good. like baked. Yeah, me too. But I guess it's baked because obviously French fried is killer. Yeah. And mashed potatoes rule, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you just have to, and what, what are the, I don't know. What baked requires of? the most accessories to make it more fun. Sous vide? 
probably pretty good. Potato. I, you can do other vegetables. Why not? Why not a potato, Grant? Be open to it, man. I'm open to it. Thank you. I've next, been next, by next podcast, we will have sous vide a potato and we will have our review. Fabulous. I so. sous vide some eggs today. How'd that go? Actually, quite well. Was it worth it? As far as like the time and experience needed versus other forms of egg cooking? It, it was only because I made like a bunch for like the next several days. Like, so I made a bunch of, bre- I made breakfast for like five days all at once. Like hard boiled eggs? No, um, like poached eggs. Ah. They're creamy and wonderful. Okay. But anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about Mike McDonald and Terrence Chan and the, the whole thing around it. Okay, go ahead. You, you did tease on the uh, podcast from last Friday. That you would That's be right. talking. So it's only been, it's like been a few days, three days since, since we did this. But I feel like we've made people wait too long. This is probably already a lot of people have forgotten. So here's what happened. Uh, so Landon Tice is playing Bill Perkins heads up for 25,000 hands, you know, for God knows. One why. of these heads up things that happens all the time now. Yes. Um, 200, 400 or 10,000. I think it's 25,000. And Landon is giving Bill Perkins nine big blinds per 100 hands. Okay. Right. So that's all. That's the deal. So Terrence Chan was on Poker Shares, Mike McDonald's gambling site, and saw this Landon Tice versus Bill Perkins match. Uh, According to Terrence, and I believe him, by the way, I've met Terrence multiple times. uh, He didn't know who... Landon Tice was and didn't know much about, didn't know anything about this, but was like, oh, billionaire versus kid, poker kid. Seems like the poker kid's a pretty good play because it was basically even money, Mm -hmm. right? So then he asked a few friends of his and they were like, yeah, oh, Landon Tice is like pretty good and whatever. Um, So Terrence bet on the match and there was no mention of the nine big blinds Ah. in the bet. And after like two hours or something like that, maybe it was a day, the match hadn't started. Terrence got an email from Poker Shares saying, like, hey, you know, by the way, like, the nine big blind thing matters. And so, like, if you want to take your bet back, you can. But, like, FYI, it's nine big, big blinds. So Terrence is friends with Mike McDonald. Yeah. So he wrote to Mike directly and said, hey, like, you know, like, oh, no, he didn't. First, he was doing some support for a while. And he pushed back. Sorry. He, he, he didn't write to Mike. He said, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you posted the line. That's not on me. Of course you have to take my bet. It was, like, for $1,000, which yeah. is nothing to Terrence Chan. By the way, also nothing to poker shares. Right. Um, it's like you and me making a $10 bet with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, but Terrence got his back up and basically was like, no, no, no. You, it's not my problem. It's your problem. Like, you have, to, you have to honor the bet. So Mike wrote to Terrence, which this has all gone public. I've seen. I've read this stuff. Which, and, he, the fir- and he wrote to him, and the first thing it said was, are you dumb? Huh. And then basically said, you know, everyone in the world knows it's nine big blinds. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course. Look, you can take the bet back, but of course we're not going to honor it as if it's an even money bet and there's no blinds. And Terrence's response was some version of, fuck you, are you crazy? Like, you're the, you're the big money casino who's killing everyone in these things. You're making all this money. You put up a bad line. That's not my problem. Yeah. Right? Seems fair. Yeah. So they went back and forth. Uh, f- privately for a while, they could not come to any kind of agreement to the point where Mike finally said, you know, like, I'm not going to, like, honor your bet. So, like, you can, uh, you know, post it on sh- social media if you don't like it, but, like, whatever. So Terrence did post it on social mm-hmm. media. And then Mike did not like that. And they had a lot more arguing. They call each other a lot of names. 
Mike accused Terrence of potentially photoshopping things and then took it back. Terrence said mean things about Mike. It got ridiculously out of hand. Um, and in the end, I think the bet was canceled and Terrence donated money to some good cause because he just needed to feel better. So huh. he publicly donated like $10,000 or $5,000 or something, and that's how it ended. So I wanted to talk about it because I think there is... Both sides were sort of a little bit in the wrong, but to me, there's one side that's clearly more in the wrong than the other, right? Yeah. Like, to me, Mike McDonald's in the wrong. Yeah. Like... The, the line was posted on the site. Right. It, it didn't you, say nine blinds, and you can't... Like, I might have gone... Like, someone who didn't know anything about that could have seen it, decided to bet against Bill Perkins because Bill Perkins is fucking terrible, and then feel like they're getting stolen from when they don't... When they lose money instead of win when they're sure they won. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's, there's something bigger than that, too, which is this. So both these guys kept saying, like, look, if we can, even publicly when they were arguing on Twitter, like, you know, if you can, if you show me, like, Mike at one point said, if you can show me the conversations you had with your three friends and none of it looks like angle shooting, I will donate $20,000 to the cause of your choice and, uh, and this is just water under the bridge and we're fine, right? So Terrence, like, sent those things, sent, sent all the stuff and said, like, here's the cause I'd like you to donate to. And then within those, those conversations, someone actually says, you know, Landon's supposed to be getting nine big blinds. Ah. And Terrence says like, Oh really? And then he shows like the, the, the image of like, you know, um, the bet, which doesn't have it. And the guy's like, Oh yeah, that's weird. So then Terrence bet it. Um, so Terrence thinks that exonerates him. And Mike thinks that clearly doesn't exonerate him, mm. which is sort of interesting. Yeah. Right. And so it, so it didn't get better is the point. So to me, the biggest point is this. These two guys who at least claimed to be friends and sort of acted like friends at times, both of them should have, once this was clearly like a mistake, both of them should have been falling all over each other, like falling down as hard as they could to like take back the bet. I'm like, Terrence should have been like, oh, you guys fucked up. I'm friends with Mike. You know yeah. what? Fuck it. And Mike should have been like, no, no, no. That bet fucking stands, Terrence. That's our problem. That's not your problem. And instead, they went the, both of them went the other way, which is just weird to me. So maybe they're not friends. Yeah. Like, but they, they really seem to be claiming, at least to, even to each other, that they're really good friends. It's very odd. It could be like they're in the same social circles, but they both know that they don't like each other type yeah, of thing. Maybe. Maybe. It's, it's, it just really strikes me as strange. And it's over amount of money that neither of them care about at all. But I understand the principle of it with these things. Like, well, yeah. But like it's just very, very strange. And the thing that I also noticed that I guess that's notable is like once these things get going, can kind of like snowball pretty quick. You know, like you get a little bit of bad blood with someone and like you really let it out. Like shit gets ugly fast. And it's good content for us. But um, I think the takeaway for me is don't air your grievances on social media and don't encourage your antagonist to either. Yeah. Like that feels like a really stupid thing to do. Why would you do that? It just ends up making you look petty. I think Mike didn't believe for a second when he said that that Terrence would actually. Do I think that. it makes Terrence look petty that he did. I agree. Air the grievances on social media. I agree completely. I mean, I th- I think they both look really petty, and it's super weird. Yeah. Um. Again, I've never met Mike. I have met Terrence a few times. Terrence strikes me as like a really nice guy who's sincere. So like, I probably would have had like a little leaning towards his side anyway. I think based on the facts, I lean even more so. I'll tell you what, on Twitter, it wasn't so clear. It was probably people were more on Mike's side than on Terrence's, mm. I think, which I was really surprised by. I wonder if it's because Mike is more famous, has a lot more Twitter followers, so those people are going to maybe show up. I don't know. Or maybe maybe people just see it differently. But I was really surprised to see that. I'll tell you what, we don't know how to have a feud. 
We're just not good oh at it. Oh, my God. I've tried so much. I tried with Phil Homuth. Matt Berkey got upset at us. Yeah. Legitimately. For, but, like, we didn't even then do anything with it because, like, we don't want to actually. Where, where can we go with that? And we're not actually going to do a thing. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not real. I don't actually want someone to be upset with us, except Phil. I want Phil Homuth to be upset. Yeah. I want I mean, Phil like, like, blood shooting out of his eyeballs, like, angry at me. And, like, yeah, well, I want the next it. time that I'm at the World Series of Poker to see Phil Helmuth, have him walk towards me aggressively and me being like, he might try to hit me. I, like, <laughs> I want him to be walking towards me and, be like, and I just say like quietly to myself, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. That would be amazing. But that's the only guy really I want because everyone else would be not like Mike Madison would just be exhausted. It's just sad. Like Phil Helmuth would be like, even if it was exhausted, like this is going to be good for us. <laughs> <laughs> There's money in this probably. I don't know. It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be a great story, if nothing else. You know, Man, The Berkey thing, I think, was good for us anyway. I don't but know. But we didn't really explode it the way that we could have. No, Which not we at never all. do. It's just not in our nature to feud. We want to be feuders, but I don't think we're natural feuders. We are accused of being dicks, but I feel like at our hearts, we're the super sweet guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're at least fair. Fair and super sweet, yeah. Yeah, that's what people say. I mean, we got that. a little edge to us. You can admit that. I mean, we the last podcast. There's a little, there's a little acid behind some of the words, of course. But if you're not a little bit acerbic, what are you doing podcasting? Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, we're we're entertainers first and foremost, are we not? I don't know what we are first and foremost. What kind of man are, are we? Are we dancer? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody, anybody get that reference? It's like a song. Yeah, it's the worst, the worst lyric ever, and somehow it's the chorus of a, a killer's song. Who like their first two albums were so good. And then the third one, the main song chorus was, are we human or are we dancer? And every time it ever came on in like 2009 or whenever it was coming on, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, why would you put that in, in my ears? In fairness to the killers. Yeah. What are you doing? Listen to lyrics like very few lyrics of songs are any good at all, but it are not really meant to be listened to. Okay. First of all, I think that a lot of the music that I do enjoy the lyrics matter at least to some extent, not all the time, but like the killer's song. Am I human or am I dancer? Go on. No, are we human oh, or are um, we dancer? My mistake. My mistake. That's pretty. Bad. I mean, we can break this down pretty oh, hard God. if you want. To. No, but I, don't, like, I don't really. The want point to. is, it's the chorus. It is very well enunciated. If you're yes. going to know one line from the song, <laughs> that's the line. Yeah. Like, you know, the line, just a small town girl, right? Like, of course. Yeah. It's, it's that line from that song. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that notable. Yeah, and of course lyrics do matter. Don't get me wrong. Of course I, lo- they do. I love the lyrics. If the they songs. didn't, how could Bob Dylan have a career? Well, right? I mean, maybe it would have been better for everyone if he didn't. <laughs> wow, that's gonna that's gonna divide the audience <laughs> right down the middle. No, yeah. not down the middle. More more Dylan stands, I would guess. It's than, just like the Mike McDonald thing. I mean, once again, I'll be on the wrong side of uh, everything. Just like always. Yep. No, but can we talk about this for a second? Okay. Is there a dumber line that you can think of in a song? Then are we human or are we? Dead? And it's not like there's and there's not like there's context that forgives it. By the way, yeah. I believe I could think of one given some time, but I'm not currently able to think of one. That's the best I can do. Yeah. So it it like it's pretty bad. It aggravates me. It I aggravates see that. me. You you've had I've heard you go on this rant before. Yeah, you should have multiple times. Yeah, that makes sense. It's strange to me. How uh, charged up you are about this? It got me. Yeah. I don't know. Something just got me about it. Was it was 2009, right? Something like that. I don't know what you were. So really you've doing. like held this for 12 years. It just caught, no. It's like it's like a, it's like the herpes virus. You know? It's oh all, yeah. It's no, all. It's always there, but it's not always inflamed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're saying it's been 12 years? Maybe. Maybe, maybe it's time to let it go. 
Or I can still be upset about it. Can you let it go? Nah. Why? Why would no, I? No, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying should you. I'm saying can you. It's different. I don't think so. I think I'm too intellectually offended by the line. Could you decide to just like not be offended anymore? No. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. And by offended, I don't mean emotionally offended. I mean intellectually offended. No, no, you're pretty fucking charged up about it. I think there's an emotional component to this too. We all heard you like getting all intense, the, like this, just like because two I'm, minutes ago. Because I'm I'm making a point and my blood is getting hot. Yeah, that would be emotionally no, fucking that's, charged. That's a up. physiological response to an intellectual offense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure you're offended by things that you shouldn't be offended by. That wasn't what we were talking and I'm not about. Actually, offended is the wrong word. I'm not actually offended by it. I'm just a... You just have a grudge. Yeah, it's like upsettingly stupid is the best way to put it. But not offended. No. <laughs> upsettingly stupid. Speaking of upsettingly stupid, let's uh, let's make our Boger podcast or whatever. Yeah, let's for, do that. For, I don't even know what happens in this hand. I just know they're playing for $600,000 because they're heads up. Well, you're going to... Uh, that's, that's kind of fun because there's a surprising thing that happens. Oh, good. Um... And, I mean, you, I, you could probably guess it by the end, but that's fine. I mean, by the end, I hope I know what it is, bro. You will, because I'll tell you it. Actually, I think I know what it is, because you said a thing at the end when you were watching it. Anyway, let's just get into the hand. Enough. Okay. Hey, <sighs> guess who suggested this? Uh, Jackie Burkhart. No. Casper Kwok. That's correct. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, if if he's actually the second person you thought of... And that's not a person you know. Jackie Bur- Burkhardt is actually a person you know. I honestly said Jackie Burkhardt, not really thinking Jackie Burkhardt yeah. was the suggester. So your first legitimate guess was yeah. the correct guess. That means that person has probably been doing a damn fine job suggesting. Wow. It really was Casper Kwok. Yep. Good job, Casper. Casper Kwok showing up. Making, making a case. But there's a lot of work still to be done. That Mount Rushmore is a tough nut to crack. Tough nut. Hill to climb would have probably been a better metaphor, but, you know, it's fine. Nah, I like mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Anyway, Casper, of course, suggested on Twitter, included a link and a timestamp. That's how you suggest. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. All day. Every day, because Twitter never stops. Yeah. Until you get banned, which, you know, we're working on. We'll get banned someday. I'm looking forward to getting banned. Yeah, for what? Like posting too many pictures of Janet of Jackson. Janet Jackson, sure. Yeah. yeah. I love Control. The, I mean, the song, not... Yeah, yeah, I figured. I don't care at all about having control. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was weird. Oh, hey, yeah. How many super high roller bowls has Justin Bonomo won? I feel like he's won like six of them. Like, he's won a bunch. Remember, he won in that run where there was a little while where like, is he the best player yeah. in the world? And then even outside of that, he's won a few. For the sure. Bonomo years. Was it like yeah. 2018? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know anymore, man. It all runs together. We've been doing this podcast for so long. I don't know when it, when any. There was the Sam Greenwood run. There was the Fetter Holtz run. There was the Dan Coleman run. There was the Justin Bonomo run. We were there for all of it. Can you chronologically put those in order? Dan Coleman first. Yeah. Fetter Holtz next. Yes. Bonomo. Yep. Sam Greenwood. Yep. Woo! You nailed it. And it was there. There was no other person with a big run, right? That was it. Uh, there was the. I mean, there's Eric Seidel pre the mini Stephen Sondheim run. That was, was just for one. That was just the Poker Masters. Yeah, though. but he like crushed it super hard. Yeah, but it's like in a two week period. These guys, these other guys, are doing six month to a year. What about Ali Mirovich? Does he count as no. having a run? No, okay. you got to win a bunch of stuff. Like, yeah, he come. He like final tables. Not to say he doesn't win anything, but like these other things we're talking about are just more dominant. He could, he's close without thinking about the money involved. Yeah, 
order those runs, those four runs, Greenwood, Bonomo, Holtz, and Coleman by magnitude. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to say Holtz number one. It feels like there's like a legend status there that isn't elsewhere. I really agree with that. By magnitude. Okay. Um, Bonomo two? That's where I go. It's close. I have to say Greenwood three, Coleman four. I go the same except I go Coleman Greenwood. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's all good, right? Yeah. The only thing that seems super obvious to me is Federholtz no, at one, like where it feels like something happened there where like it changed, it changed something in my head around him, which like he's just better than everyone, whether it's true or not. Yeah, I mean, I feel that way too, although I think that actually to me, Bonomo Holtz is closer than at one, two, than two, three Bonomo Coleman to me. Um, yeah, I, I agree Because Bonomo actually had a bigger year than Holtz did the subsequent year after mm. the Holtz year. So I don't know. Anyway, that's the guy we're talking about, Justin Bonomo. Right. Very good, obviously. Very good. It won at least one super high roller bowl, and now he's heads up for another one, the online version, but still, he's got it all. Online, live. Yeah, he's a big deal. Yeah. So he's against Michael Adamo, who is not among those people, not, not in those guys' type level, but he's very good. He plays these things. He has $8 million in live tournament earnings. He's third on Australia's all-time money list, right? Yeah, but he's surprisingly, even with $8 million in live earnings, he's like 127th on like the all-time money list. Like it's it's a tough nut the to money, crack. Now, the man. money in poker has gotten. I th- I feel like I remember like eight years ago when 10 million got broken for the first time for like mm. overall winnings. Well, Jamie Gold did it, right? Yeah, yeah. That, but when Jamie Gold won the main event, he was the number one money right, winner right. of all time of just course. for that one event. So there you go. That's yeah. that's your point, right? He won 12 million for that. Yeah. So wow, things have changed. They have. The money got big. I mean, anyway. The, the buy-ins got big, too. This yeah. is 102K online buy-in. I mean, Jesus. Which is small for a super high roller bowl buy-in. Right. But. Done, they started at 500K. They went down to 300K. The one that Brian Rast won was 500K. I'm pretty sure. Wow. The buy-in. So much. It's a lot. That's so much money. I mean, uh, they do the one drop for a million every other yeah. year. That's true. These are very expensive tournaments that I don't see myself playing in. It seems unlikely. Yeah. seems unlikely. Anyway, Justin Bonomo. Right. Let's, let's begin the discussion because it is 22 minutes into the podcast now. Oh, my God. Let's just go. I, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you got tired. Johnny got sleepy. So tired. All right. Well, I'm going to count on your participation okay. and energy during this podcast. I'll, I'll bring the notes. I won't talk about the killers anymore, I promise. Right. 125, 250. Bonomo has 8.7 million. So he's, he's the chip leader. He's got like 37 blinds. He's in the small blind with 8-3 off. I guess he has a holistic limping strategy because he limps 8-3 off in the small blind. Okay. Seems like uh, seems like maybe you, just you could just fold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's Justin Bonomo. Let's give him the Benny of the Denny, as they call it. But really and we're bad. heads up here, right? Yeah. Okay, so he's on the button. Yeah. Okay, so, so he's limping. The, he's probably limping a lot but of But 8-3 off is like, that's bad. He must... He must not be getting raised a lot when he limps, right? Because if you're getting raised to any frequency at all, this feels like you just should be folding. Yeah. Does it say that he thinks that he's just way better than Adamo? Not necessarily. necessarily. It could just be a strategy that he has. It could be. Anyway, eight of diamonds, three of hearts. Adamo's in the big blind. He's the effective stack with 5.8 million, so like 27 bigs. Okay. He's got jack of spades, deuce of clubs. He's going to go ahead and check that puppy back. Sure. The the pot is 560K. Yes. The flop is queen, nine, five with two hearts. So nobody has anything. Right. We got jack deuce against eight, three. Yeah. And as you would expect, it goes check, check. I would expect that. So far, not, not such an exciting hand. Nope. 
I got something exciting to talk about, though. Oh, yeah. Nitrogen spizzle. That's also known as nitrogen sports, but I'm trying something out. Yeah, I don't think it worked. But but nitrogen sports, I get. Yeah. So I'm going to do, you know, we talked about like the magnitude of, of those players. Yeah. I'm going to go by magnitude, except the opposite way, like low to high as far as the cool things about nitrogen sports. Okay, in, go. In my mind, how they're ordered, okay? Okay, hit me. All right. Lowest magnitude, but still cool. They got the casino games. Right. Or you can play casino games on nitrogen sure. sports. Um, second lowest magnitude is probably the sports betting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have good sports betting. You can do it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's great, great, actually. Third lowest magnitude is the withdrawal times, which right. is now, now we're at the second highest magnitude. We're getting close to something here. Uh, the withdrawal time, this is a high magnitude thing. 90 minutes, you get your money. It's a Bitcoin-only site. Other sites operate in Bitcoin, but they still make you wait days. Nitrogen does not do that because why would you unless you're not doing dicks. some shitty thing? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Nitrogen is not that way. That's great. You win a tournament. You win a sports bet. You win some casino games. You get your Bitcoin right away if you want it. 90 minutes. Number one, by far, this is like if Federholz was three times as good and we were doing the orders. Damn. Is the monthly Poker Guys tournament yeah. that you can only access using the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen. The reason that it is so good is not only because, as always has been the case, Nitrogen puts up 700 buy-ins at least in a 1,000 buy-in guarantee, meaning the overlay is always huge, but it is a Bitcoin-only poker site, and they have not changed the buy-in or the guarantee based on the price of Bitcoin. So weird. So it's still a 100 millibit guarantee. That's a tenth of a Bitcoin. Bitcoin, at this recording... Is fifty two thousand dollars? Yeah, so it's so a, do a little math, people. It's a fifty two hundred dollar guarantee, and the most they can get from the players is like fifteen hundred bucks. It's it's basically guaranteed that nitrogen is injecting at least thirty eight hundred dollars into the fifty two hundred dollar guarantee. I mean, what the fuck is going on? That's why the magnitude is out of this world. It's, it's absurd. Yeah, yeah. It might hurt somebody, this magnitude. Yeah, it's like, you know, earthquakes go from a 7 to an 8, and you're like, oh, there's just one. No, that's an order of magnitude, yeah. buddy. That's 10x. Yeah. That's what this feels like. It's, it's seriously like, we, we have not played it every month that it's no, happened. No, very but, much not. But we are absolutely playing it. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the money's going to be like this, and it's so easy and cheap to play. Of course I'm playing it. It's, yeah, Why it's wouldn't I? Basically five bucks to play. Yeah. There's huge upside, obviously. And the... The expected value is obscene. You could be the worst player in the tournament. It's got to be plus EV for you to enter anyway. 100%. Got to be. 100%. It's, it's such a good deal. Yep. Use the link in the description or you can't even see it in the Nitrogen Poker Lobby, you by will the way. Be, you will be kept from it. Yeah. You'll be like Rapunzel before the, the hair thing happened. Yeah, she was really kept from a lot of stuff. They were, her parents were very protective. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, here we go. All of my beautiful Rapunzels out there. Let's continue. Okay. So we've got the check check on the very boring hand so far. Yeah. Trash hand against trash hand. Bonomo with 8-3 off. Adamo with jack deuce off. Queen 9-5. Two hearts. Bonomo has the three of hearts. That's the only heart in the hand. Turns the deuce of clubs. Adamo makes bottom pair with the jack kicker. He checks. Should he bet? Um, you could make a case, but I actually like a check, especially with only one card to come. Like, let's induce a bluff from Bonomo. Yeah. I think that works better. You're just denying equity, and it's like a two-and-a-half blind pot. Who cares? Right. And, yeah, and there's only one card. It isn't even like two cards to come. Yeah. So, yeah, I like a check better. Well, we induced. Nice. Bonomo's betting. He's betting 250K. Nice. Not much to analyze here, right? He's just like, the dude's checked twice. I have eight high. Let's take a shot. And he's betting one blind. Yeah. Yeah, super straightforward. Everybody's made this bet in their life. Everybody. Oh, my God. So many it. times. Yeah. 
Adamo calls. Of course. Any argument for anything else? No. So far, very boring hand. I'm bored. <laughs> well, I'm super bored, Grant. Hopefully, I can fix that. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not optimistic. We can talk about human and dancer. 1.06 million in the pot. Okay. The river is the deuce of hearts. Huh. So Adamo now has trip deuces. Adamo has trip deuces. Okay. Jack deuce on the queen nine five deuce deuce board with three hearts. Bonmo with the only heart, the three of hearts. Adamo checks. Is this a mistake? That's an interesting question. Well, let's let's look at this board for a second here. Queen nine five deuce deuce. Three hearts. We check. Well, we don't think we're up against very many flushes. Shouldn't be against too many flushes when Bonomo checks the flop, but you got to give some nuance to him, of obviously. He's going to have some flushes. Um, but, like, we almost always have the best hand. I think we have to think as Adamo, right? Yeah. Like, almost always. If we bet, are we going to get called? Boy, it's hard to get called by a lot of the hands that Bonomo is repping here, which is basically like a nine and a five, right? Um, yeah. Now, if he has a worse deuce, which he could have... That's a pretty good hand. That's a pretty good candidate. We've got a good kicker. Now, a deuce is going to bet anyway if we check. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Hearts are going to bet if we check anyway. A nine and a five isn't. I think we're supposed to bet to get value out of nine, a nine, basically. Is a nine going to call? I'm not sure. When the heart comes in the deuce pairs? Yeah. That's like the worst card. Yeah. But if we check, a nine's just checking back anyway. Like, I all think, the better hands are bad. I think we have to check and rep a, a five ourselves. Like, maybe a nine, two. Like, hoping that Bonomo is just taking a stab and that that card is bad enough that we'll fold our five or our nine. Right. Okay, that's not crazy. That's not crazy, I guess. Three, four got there on the... No, three, four still... Three, four could still be in there. Okay. Three, four is nothing. Three, four is open-ended on the turn. Yeah. So, Bonomo could... If Bonomo has three, four, it's a great... Check. Obviously, he has other random bluffs, too. Of course. Of As course. we see, he has eight, three. Yeah. Okay. But three, four sort of makes sense. Yeah. Is all. So I think I like a check to induce a bluff yeah. versus trying to get called by value. I think that's fine. I don't hate a bet, but I, I think I like a check better. For, I mean, for sure, I do. That's what Adamo does. Okay. Here's where things get interesting. Yeah, I just I just looked and saw. This is crazy. The pot's 1.06 million. Adamo is the effective stack with 5.5 million remaining. Yeah. Bonmo bets that much with 8 high. He goes all in. This is really interesting. This is five and a half times the pot. It's really weird. So he's just saying, like, you have to fold your queens. If you have a queen, you have to fold your nines. You have to fold your fives. You have to fold all of that guaranteed. Is this just hyper elite Bonomoism here? Like, realizing that Adamo's mostly, like, he's not mostly got deuces but he has a lot of deuces as played because he didn't bet the flop it was there was an unraised pre-flop pot so anybody could be the aggressor on the flop you'd expect a five nine or queen to bet at least a reasonable amount of the time on the flop if you're from adamo and the times that he does have a queen nine or five he'll probably fold to this and now bonomo's like well but a deuce feels way more likely than those things and more likely than hearts so i want to give myself the best chance to fold even a deuce out sometimes and i realize that because i'm justin bonomo i mean that sounds good, but like, are we going to succeed in folding a deuce out? Why else would you bet this much? It's five and a half times the pot. It's not twice the pot. I yeah. know it all feels the same, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can't come up with a reason to bet this much. We should be able to bluff out everything with a 1.8x pot bet also, or even a pot size bet that isn't a deuce, right? Or better. Yeah. 
Um, and if we're worried that he's sticky, we could bet, yeah, one and a half times the pot, even two and a half times the pot. We don't have to bet five and a half times the pot. It right. It's like ever. It feels like it's trying to include a deuce in its targeting. Wow, it's so optimistic. Heads up, you checked the flop. Yep. So we're saying we don't have that many flushes. We're saying we turn two, but we're saying we have five deuce. We turn two pair and we made a full house. Five deuce or ace deuce, maybe? Ace deuce. Yeah, okay, we could have ace deuce. Um, or, I guess we could have king deuce. Or some flushes. Yeah, sure. We can have a few flushes, but man, there's not a lot of value there. No. I mean, if Bonomo is limping literally 100% of buttons, which he might be, he limped yeah. with A3, maybe he's limping with queen, queen, nine, nine, five, five also. Maybe. And, you know, he's probably got a mixed strategy of checking and betting those on the flop. Mm. I would just expect mostly betting. But mostly, but not always. Yeah. And then he decides to really go for it to get value from a deuce by betting this much on the river. That's the story he would be telling, I suppose. It's yeah. just weird because then he's now he's trying to bluff out a deuce by betting this much. Well, this river. is the classic poker conundrum. Yeah. It's, where, I mean, it's just a polarized spot. Really, right. Right. Sometimes you're going to get called, sometimes you're not. I guess the big question for is this a good play or not is, is this more effective at folding out a deuce or could you ever fold out a deuce than a bet like $2 million? Right. I think this is probably more effective, right? Because you're sitting there, if you're a Damo, you're sitting there with your jack deuce off and it's like, well, I beat no value now? No, I don't expect Bonomo does this with even a medium deuce because Adamo could easily have a deuce and potentially yeah. call. Like you're not doing because you're not going to bet for value for as a bluff with a medium deuce, right? You're doing it right. for value. Yeah, but then what are you supposed to get called by when you bet five and a half right. times the pot? So it can't be a deuce. Yeah, a medium deuce. Right. I think at worst king deuce probably. That's probably the worst hand. I think it's probably usually better than that when he bets five five and a half x. Yeah. Heads up for six hundred thousand. Probably. Like, it's probably like a lot of full houses when it's value. With a little bit of with a little bit of flesh yeah. in there too. I mean, if it's a if we're a damo and we're sitting here, we're like, well, I have a jack kicker, so I beat none of the value. <laughs> like I almost beat some of the value, yeah. but maybe I beat none of the value. Yeah, I don't have a heart blocker. Correct. That's not good. I do have a deuce, which blocks some full houses. Yep. Is it possible that having the deuce is best for its blocker value in this spot rather than the actual value of it because we don't beat any value anyway? I don't know. I don't often find myself against elite players yeah. facing a 5.5x all-in pot bet on the river to win the Super High Roller Bowl. It's hard to figure out exactly what to do. I mean, what? what okay, so before we get to Adamo, which I see you creeping towards, yeah. do we like this from Bonomo? Man, I don't think I do. Okay. I will acknowledge that this is going to mostly work and it's probably going to work and you're probably going to get a fold enough of the time that uh, fold out a better hand enough of the time that we're like we're making money with this play. It's probably profitable. I don't think you had to make that caveat fold out a better hand. Bonomo has 8-3 off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but I wonder if there aren't many more optimal plays than this, like more profitable plays. Like, like we're saying, like why can't we bet 2.1 million why can't we bet eight hundred thousand okay that's not going to fall out a deuce but it's going to fall out almost everything else here's where i go back yeah a deuce it feels just play wise more likely than any other paired type hand because adamo did not bet the flop i mean adamo can have a five for sure he could have a five but he's usually going to bet a nine yeah on the turn usually right when a deuce comes or the flop yeah he could bet a nine the flop 
He might bet a five or a nine on the turn also, though. Yeah. Somehow he didn't. That's true. Um, but he might bet a deuce sometimes on the turn also, if he's going to bet a five, right? He could, he could bet a deuce. There's not too much. But we're talking about the likelihood do. between deuces and fives and nines, so it doesn't really matter. Like, you're more likely right. to check call a right. deuce than those hands. Yes, you are. You are. And yeah. also, bon- yeah, because it's also like Bonomo can have fives and nines himself and have checked the flop. Like, right. if I was going to field player my way through this hand and based on Adamo's line, put him on a hand by the time we're in Bonomo's seat making a decision on the river whether or not to bet, I would put him on a deuce as his most likely holding. Maybe not combinatorially, but like that's what it feels the most like. Hmm. You know, flush draw probably would have bet the flop a lot of the time at least. Nine, queen, five, at least would bet the flop sometimes or the turn, like you're saying. A deuce would take this line. Yeah. I think a deuce could take this line. Yeah. That's fair. So I think maybe that's what why Bonomo goes for this. He's like, among these elite guys, like which Adamo is clearly part of here, two million doesn't get it done against a deuce. Like it just doesn't get it done. Right. Like there's no point of betting at all with my eight high here if I don't really fucking go for it. (laughs) It's so sick that he can bet five and a half times the pot in this spot. Yeah. Like you just never see this play. I know. Ever, ever, ever. That's why Casper suggested it. Yeah. It's a cool suggestion. Um, If we're Adamo, I'm sort of like moving towards that. Maybe it's Yeah. Okay. We can move towards Adamo. Because... I, th- I think I actually like it from Bonomo. That's, I guess, what I, that's what I concluded. I think I like it, too. I don't know if he needs to bet all of it, all of it. You know, maybe you could bet 4.8 million. Okay. But, you know, we'd still be talking about it basically the same it's way. It's basically the same. He just gets to save a few chips yeah. when he gets called. Um, it's a weird spot because as a Damo, we might be sitting there thinking, like, why in the world would he ever bet this much? Like, I assume he's not doing this all the time. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, okay, he's doing it either to fold, just fold out, all this shit, yeah. clearly, like essentially a deuce, or he's trying to get called by a deuce. And here we are in polarization land, right? Yeah. Because like if he has a deuce beat, this is kind of an interesting play. If it wasn't a heart on the river, it's a little bit more believable. That's the only thing. It's yeah. like if I have trip deuces, it's like, why would he move in when my when, when like the hand he's trying to get value from is trip deuces? Maybe because it's heads up and he feels like he's just going to get called by trip deuces a yeah. lot anyway, so he can move in. It's such a big move in. I mean, I don't think, I think it's impossible to assign, like from our perspective, it's impossible to assign intent to Bonomo's play here and truly understand mm, what he's doing. Yeah. He's probably got a whole fucking system. Of course he does. And Adamo, he's too good. Adamo too should good. also recognize that, which right. leads him to using distribution to make his decision. Yeah. What part, how, what percentage of your distribution do you even call with against this size bet? Have you practiced that? Do you know that? Like, you can just do the straight math of it, but that feels wrong. You'd have, you have to like make an assessment of how frequently Bonomo's actually bluffing and value betting. I think we should... Okay, well, the first question is, do we think he has any bluffs at all? Now, we know he does. Yes. But do we think he does in the moment? As it's, Adamo, it's we It's Justin might, Bonomo, yes. Okay. So if we know he has bluffs, then I think we should use the math and not worry about this, like, what do we, you know, like, okay, well, it costs five and a half to win how much, right? Like, that's the answer of how often we should call. Right? It costs five and a half to win six and a half. Right. Okay. So it means we should be calling a fair amount, in theory, yeah. That's what the math says, right? Yeah. Uh, that doesn't feel good. No. Because it costs so much. Yes. It's such a devastating blow. And like by folding, we haven't put many chips in this pot at all. We put two blinds in, right? Yep. How can we call? I mean, if you're going to call with a hand that you got here with as Damo, what are you calling with? I mean, right. you're going to have some question. slow played full houses, maybe. Not too many. Not too many. Like maybe you have nine deuce, five deuce, queen deuce sometimes. We check call the turn. 
and then we check the river. I mean, maybe you have one total combo of all of those. Feels like it's not impossible. Yeah, I guess once in a while could we have? We could have maybe the five X of Hearts, maybe. Yeah, and we decide to ch- check the turn instead of bet. I guess check call the turn. Probably I guess. one total combo of that also. Yeah, and then some some other flushes maybe. I mean, not very likely, but maybe. Ace X of Hearts. It's coming back to what King, I was X saying when when assessing from Bonmo's perspective. Adamo has a ton of deuces here as played. It yeah. seems so. Jack Deuce is probably pretty high. Obviously, it's it's the third best deuce available, but it doesn't block the hearts. Yeah, that feels like a more important. Like, like would you rather got, would you rather have ten deuce with the ten of hearts than Jack Deuce? I mean, without, I'd rather yeah. have three deuce with the three of hearts than Jack Deuce. Well, then this is a fold. Yeah, if that's the case, I think we I think we need to have a heart. In our I think we to can even consider this. Call. Yeah. I don't know if we can call with with a lot of it anyway. Maybe we need more. Maybe some of these hearts we can't call with anyway because this is such a big bet, and it feels like we've put in like we're not pot committed in any way to this spot, right? I don't think we've planned for this. You know, right. it's tough to have a plan for the five and a half x all in for six hundred k. If Justin was doing this shit a lot, then we could start to be like, all right, I just have to call here. This yeah. sucks, and I have to call. But like, if he just pulled this out of nowhere. How can we call it? Like, we basically always lose this hand. Yeah. Like, that's just what happens, right? Like, it's like, oh, I never have a hand in my range that I can call with. Almost ever. Maybe I have two combos, but basically I and always lose. Inherent in what you're saying is that it's such a bad value proposition for Bonomo to bluff for this amount. And, right. Which, like, you have to be playing at such an incredibly high game theory level to make this profitable for you if you're Bonomo, right? Like, it's got to work like value 89% is, of the time. Yeah, the value proposition is terrible. And again, it's a ma- going past just the straight value proposition, it's such a huge risk for a relatively small reward. Yeah. So, like, even forgetting how often you need it to work, like, there's four blinds in the pot. Like, yep. it's not that big a deal. It's often not going to determine who wins this tournament, who wins this pot. It's one thing if this is, like, a really big pot, you know, or mm-hmm. it's a strategic spot in terms of how you're going to cripple your opponent if you, can, if you can get him to fold here. That is not the case. Not at all. It's really interesting. It is. It's, like, I'm sure Bonomo, if his mind was open and he was given a truth serum, could explain it well. Yeah. But it's tough to get past the math of how difficult it is to make it profitable, right? Like, now, we kind of figured out that, like, I already mentioned this. Maybe it was on the last podcast. But one of the podcasts we've done today, I've mentioned the Sam Greenwood thing where he called Stephen Chidwick with the nut flush draw on the turn when the odds were way off. That was the last one. That was Friday's show. Okay, Friday's show. You're not supposed to call there mathematically. Right. But we kind of figured out why Greenwood would do it, right? Because he's like, well, this, first of all, fucks up my elite opponents forever. Yep. that I'm capable of having these hands. And second of all, if the heart comes, Chidwick is going to think I'm the only guy who can have hearts and he's going to bluff if he has a bluff. He's yep. going to have to bluff, right? For sure. And so that was the thing that didn't add up math-wise, but we kind of figured out and got it. There might be something like that behind this for Bonomo that we haven't yet seen or figured out, right? As to why you would put yourself in such a bad mathematical position bluffing-wise. Well, I mean, we said that... I mean, the reason I think is that Adamo can only call with two combos, maybe. Maybe. You know? So, like, if you just always win, then it's cool. Like, if you need to win 89% of the time, but you win, like, 98% of the time, it's, that's, you're gonna, it's gonna work out, yeah. you know? So, it's possible Bonomo's just doing that. And yeah. this is, you know, he's not gonna do this that often. He's gotta have a non-showdownable hand here, and he has, like, the most non-showdownable of non-showdownable yes, hands. Yes, he does. You know? So, I mean, it's, it's pretty freaking fascinating. He also has a heart in his hand, so mm-hmm. he blocks the flushes a little yeah, bit, which I mean, I wonder if probably he matters. wouldn't have done that if, without a heart. I bet, he, I bet that's correct. Yeah. Like, I think, like, he's not going to do this that often. He needs all these things to 
come together. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right, I can pull the trigger in this spot specifically to get you to fold, as we're saying, uh, trip deuces, which you're going to have a fair amount. Yep. Like, and you just have to fold all of them, pretty much. And he does. Yeah. Adamo folds. And I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Me too. How crazy. He tank folds, right? Uh, yes, he tanks for a while and ends up Man. folding. And you said this hand would not determine the winner of the tournament, but you were wrong because Bonomo ended up winning the tournament. But, you know, that didn't mean it determined the winner of the tournament. I, bro. Correlation, bro. What about correlation? Bonomo wins this hand, Bonomo wins the tournament. Yeah, what about correlation? It's a cool word. It's not just a river in Egypt. It's a good point. I know. I think we got to get Johnny a nap, so we're going to go. Okay. Music is my 